The Mysterious World of Eve Chuttleson, Stained Glass Mansion, by Eve Chuttleson. A dazzling array of colorful autumn leaves swayed and lilted from the hundreds of trees in Tarboro Forest, a compact but mysterious forest that bordered the home of Joan Joan Brocious. Joan Joan Brocious had moved into her rambling country manor nearly six decades earlier and had always been weary of the unearthly noises that emerged from Tarboro Forest nearly every evening just past midnight. Random whistling, clattering chains, deep moaning. Ominous crashes and ghost-like winds terrorized the residents of Wyndham Scotch for as long as anyone could remember. In an attempt to contend with the unearthly and supernatural barrage of noises the village of Wyndham Scotch devised an ingenious device that played merry tunes and peppy toe tappers throughout the night. And although the tuneful serenade masked the ominous noises from Tarboro Forest, many residents hoped for blissful silence or simply rustling trees at night. In the nearly six decades that Joan Joan Brocious called Wyndham Scotch her home she had never once ventured into Tarboro Forest. Joan Joan Brocious's rambling country manor boasted many lavishly appointed rooms and cozy nooks throughout, but Joan Joan Brocious's favorite spaces were the knitting circle and the basement pub tavern. It was in the basement pub tavern that Joan Joan Brocious hatched a plan with her friend Hilda. Tortolia and Will met to put an end to the mysterious noises from Tarboro Forest. Joan. Joan Brocious knew Hilda and Tortolia from their days hosting the Daily Bill Brashonk's Teen Time show across the nation's airwaves in the 1930s and knew Will met as the trusty librarian at the Wyndham Scotch branch of the public library. So one particularly windy eve, Joan Joan Brocious made the decision to invite Hilda. Tortolia and Will met over to her rambling country manor. Joan Joan Brocious prepared a fantastical array of lavish and inspired covered dishes in her basement pub tavern and made sure to have plenty of hot sanka, ginger ale, and a kaleidoscope of assorted tropical fruit juices on hand. Joan Joan Brocious's incredibly talented staff of bakers, chefs and painters made sure that attention was paid to every detail of the menu and decor for the secretive meeting of the minds. Patty Banshk was in charge of baking specialty dessert treats for the ladies, including minted okra gems, olive grove pudding cups with bitter almond crunch topping, whisked carrot selfle with sweet and sour clove sauce, fragrant water lily snaps filled with prune puree and a dizzying collection of lavish and over-the-top confections. In addition, Joan Joan Brocious invited her friends to bring along their favorite covered dishes or casseroles to the meeting to enhance the affair and definitely take it to the next level. Hilda managed to prepare her famous berry porridge sliders. Tortolia cobbled together her much sought after rye and caraway smudges and Wilmette spent an enthusiastic several hours building a 57 layer taco crunch dip. All of the elements seemed to be in perfect alignment for the meeting at Joan Joan Brocious's rambling country manor when a deafening and ominous crash of thunder roared from the heavens and the wind began to whisk with a ferocity not often seen. Joan Joan Brocious made certain to have additional dry quilts, blankets and ultra-high fashion capes and pantsuits ready for the team as an incredible frantic and desperate storm was now unleashing a deluge of rain, fog, sleet. Hail and extreme wind over Wyndham Scotch. Suddenly as Joan Joan Brocious decided to enjoy a delicious hamburger she could hear her friends clambering up her front entrance staircase. 
At the exact same moment Joan Joan Brocious's telephone began to ring with an incredibly shrill tone. Joan Joan Brocious was torn between the delicious hamburger, her friends on the porch and her woefully ringing telephone. In the midst of her decision making Patty Banshk hurried from the massive pub kitchen and announced that the fresh cut flowers had been delayed because of the storm and the lavishly rich tuna bisque had burned up when a fight broke out amongst the chefs regarding an attempt to add 30 additional dessert confections to the menu. Amidst all of the brawling, screaming and burned up bisque, Joan Joan Brocious nearly forgot that her friends were waiting frantically on her front passage porch. Just then Joan Joan Brocious abandoned her delicious hamburger, leapt to her feet and raced to the staircase and tore her perilously expensive dancing blouse on the dessert cart and fell into a giant burgundy crystal bowl filled with a lavish rouge beet and sweet rouge cabbage salad. Joan Joan Brocious's perilously expensive dancing blouse and exclusive silk slimming pantyhose were completely destroyed in the tumble. Suddenly Lucille the coffee and tea barista announced that there was an urgent telephone call from the nearby village of Bruel Patch stating that the weather was getting even more severe and headed towards Wyndham Scotch. Joan Joan Brocious was not only terrified over the impending menacing storm. She was heartbroken over her completely destroyed high fashion outfit. Joan Joan Brocious shed several tears as she clambered up the massive staircase to the parlor where her friends were waiting calmly after being let in by the semstress Madame Lime. Hilda, Tortolia and Wilmette were all enthusiastic about the meeting and were all carrying their specialty covered dishes for the lavish lunch. Madame Lime who was dressed in an imaginative court dress and cape ushered the ladies down the massive staircase and into the cozy yet raucous basement pub tavern. The basement pub tavern boasted many seating areas including nearly two dozen burgundy leather booths lining the walls, several cafe tables with wrought iron stools, and the giant mahogany horse show bar circled with comfortable stools and brass boot rail. In one corner of the beautiful mahogany paneled basement pub tavern was a vintage neon lace jukebox blaring raucous jamboree tunes and the wait and bar staff would occasionally break into a frantic dancing, jumping and high kicks at random intervals. The girls all sat down at one of the large oak picnic tables in the center of the pub and began chattering about the severe storm when Patty Banch squirreled in and announced that dinner would be served in seconds. Madame Lime began to clog dance with several of the wait staff as Tortolia lunged toward the taco dip as she was gravely hungry. Hilda and Wilmette both joined in the tasting frenzy as they were both famished from the harrowing trip over to the country manor. Joan Joan Brocious was not terribly happy as she had hoped that there would be a semblance of decorum and sanity as they all approached the lavish and sumptuous buffet of countless culinary wonders. Meanwhile outside in Tarbra Forest the storm multiplied in ferocity as thunder roared so loudly that it nearly masked the merry tunes blaring from the hundreds of outdoor speakers. The wind had also picked up to a gale force and threatened to topple the 300 year old shrimp to lighthouse on the opposite side of Tarbra Forest. Back in the basement pub tavern the girls began carefully studying the mysterious history of Wyndham Scotch as they enjoyed one fabulous entree after another. Patty Banshk emerged from the gigantic pub kitchen amidst a symphony of applause and accolades from the pub guests and the research team. 
After signing hundreds of autographs she arrived at the large picnic table with an incredibly secret map that she had accidentally located in a very remote and partially obscured cupboard in the gigantic pub kitchen. From what the ladies could gather it was a very old map of Tabra Forest. This particular map was indeed quite rare since no one had entered the terribly mysterious forest for several decades. Astonished at the amazing discovery Joan. Joan Brocious felt slightly faint and nearly blacked out when Patty Banch stumbled over Tortolia's gigantic purse and fell into a fabulous Merla Tip Tip cake completely destroying her lavish diamond glazed chef coat. The girls were quite somber that the Merla Tip Tip cake had been completely destroyed but felt strongly that Patty Banch should have been more cautious as she lumbered through the wildly busy basement tavern. Suddenly Wilmet came to the conclusion that the source of the mysterious and ominous haunted sounds emerging from the forest could possibly be determined by more closely examining the map. Bobavub, who had been listening to the frantic situation from the bar, tiptoed over and announced that she knew how to correctly read the mysterious map. Bobavub had once been a lectern at several pancake brunches throughout the years and had considered becoming a cartographer when she was in cottage school. Hilda was enjoying a sample of the destroyed Merla Tip Tip cake as she retrieved a high power magnifying glass from her vintage brocade purse. As she handed the magnifying glass to Bobavub she snagged her delicate and wildly expensive knitted lace blouse on an open bottle of wine. The wine spilled dangerously over Tortolia's wind cape completely destroying it with rouge stains. Hilda's delicate and wildly expensive knitted lace blouse was also completely destroyed in the mishap. Many tears were shed as the ladies mulled over what to do since the ferocious storm had gotten even more severe. Bobavub used the incredibly powerful magnifying glass to more closely study the map of Tabra Forest when a troubling rumble caused her to shudder and quake at what she thought might be a premonition of grave danger. Bobavub coughed several times and then excused herself from the gathering. As she sprinted up the gigantic pub staircase to leave she could be heard snapping her fingers to ward off any impending doom. Bobavub strongly felt that she must reach her cousin Noilette and further discuss the mysterious map which she had secretly hidden in her cavernous burgundy brocade handbag. Boom 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 was heard rumbling throughout the pub tavern as Madame Lime began dancing even more frantically than before as she twirled and whirled through the crowd carrying a tray of lavish baked carrots ginger snaps. Everyone was mesmerized by the lavish baked carrots ginger snaps and began cheering and chanting nearly forgetting about the mysterious map. Suddenly Bobavub descended the massive staircase wearing a rouge smoke dress, cabaret high heels and an elegant tall wind hat. She was accompanied by her cousin Noilette who could shed further light on the Tabra forest mystery. When Bobavub bustled up the stairs earlier before the arrival of the lavish baked carrots ginger snaps she knew that her cousin Noilette was the only one who could decode the map of Tabra Forest. Noilette quickly sat down at the giant pub picnic table with Joan Joan Brocious and the girls and unfurled the mysterious map. It seems that when Noilette was just 9 years old she vividly recalled watching the construction of a large mansion deep within the forest made entirely of stained glass. This elaborate and groundbreaking mansion used building techniques never before seen and was quite striking. 
Immediately after its construction tree saplings were planted to surround the mansion. It was assumed to keep the inventive construction methods hidden from prying eyes. At this point the girls deduced that the haunted noises were another way to ward off visitors or potential construction spies. Patty Banshk then recalled a similar memory and verified certain details with Noilet, Joan Joan Brocious, Tortolia, Hilda, Wilmette and Bobavub joined Noilet and they made way to the secret underground exit into Tabra Forest. They made sure to bundle up in their wind capes and most robust winter boots as the severe storm had become even more ferocious. As they all emerged from the secret underground passage into the west end of Tabra Forest Bobavub's tall wind hat blew away and she caught her rouge smoke dress on a dangerously swaying birch tree. Bobavub's rouge smoke dress was completely destroyed. Wilmette tried to rescue Bobavub's tall wind hat but ended up falling into a mud patch completely destroying her perilously expensive jade jumpsuit and magenta jeweled belt. The completely destroyed high fashion apparel items could not stop the girls on their trek to the stained glass mansion. If Noilette's memory served correctly, the mysterious mansion would be very close by. As the wind became even more fierce it began to snow with an unexpected ferocity. In addition the haunted and bone-chilling sounds became louder and louder. Hilda nearly blacked out but was jolted back to the present when her mauve burlap and jute purse blew away into a swamp and Tortolia's designer silk blouse tore on a wildly whisking willow tree branch. Suddenly Hilda recalled that her librarian friend Lunal Toship had given her an ominous warning about the mysterious mansion in the forest. Lunal Toship warned that on a very windy and menacing evening the stained glass mansion would reveal its true secrets and possibly threaten the mere existence of the candle factory in nearby Patch. Hilda relayed this prediction of woe to her friends as they made their way through the hectic storm through Tabra Forest. All of them were shaken and weary of the prediction but insisted on moving forward. As the snow began to accumulate, now nearly waist high. Noilette could see the sparkling stained glass mansion illuminated like a beacon of hope. Joan Joan Brocious noticed that amidst the haunted moaning sounds there was a warning of extreme grave danger ahead. Bobavub and Tortolia reached the massive entry gates to the mansion first. As they peered through the gigantic gate they could see the jewel-toned stained glass construction. It was a sight to behold, glittering and sparkling even in the most harrowing winter storm on record. The rest of the ladies hurried over to the gate after rescuing Noilette from nearly tumbling down a snow-covered slope into a giant shrub. Suddenly the stained glass began to illuminate even brighter and a chimeful tune began to play as the massive gate began to open. The ladies were breathless and tormented as they weren't certain that entering the massive gate was a wise decision. Bobavub felt strongly that she should concentrate on playing a festive tune on her microtuber to ward off any potential phantoms, ghosts, wraiths, specters or monsters. As the giant gate opened the ladies all gasped in surprise and shock as they witnessed Moldra Blonsk emerge from the unique and magnificent mansion. Moldra Blonsk had once owned a lavish jewelry store in a nearby shopping mall when she encountered a bunch of vivacious shoppers who had accidentally destroyed seven showcases while racing towards a movie star at a hot dog cart. After they had all put the jewelry store back together, 
The shoppers convinced Moldroblonsk that an elaborate mansion should be built in Tabra Forest. At the time, Moldroblonsk felt strongly that it was indeed a wise decision so she began consulting with her architect friend Lolois Louise Totelrahope. Lolois Louise Totelrahope was a world-renowned architect and had designed the Vemhu Chamber Tower in Skull City. Unfettered by the sudden barrage of unexpected guests, Moldroblonsk began to detail her decision to try to ward off visitors with the menacingly haunted sounds. Apparently as the mansion was being constructed a team of odious architects, Scotchy and Brumber, were trying to copy the construction and design techniques. Since Moldroblonsk had patented the techniques and designs she didn't want any hooligans trying to steal them from her. So using her complete knowledge of wireless speakers and utilizing the soundtrack from her family's wildly successful haunted house in Hoochert, she set up the elaborate and ingenious noises to frighten away any onlookers nearly 60 years ago. Suddenly Bobe Vub tumbled down a harrowingly steep snow-covered ravine. The wayward tumble was cushioned by the waist-high snow and Bobe Vub hollered for assistance. No one could hear Bobe Vub's hollering amidst the chaotic and ominous sounds emerging from the stained glass mansion. Fortunately Bobe Vub always carried a flare gun and began firing shots into the winter wind-filled sky. The colorful and dazzling spree from the flares finally attracted the attention of the ladies. With intense teamwork and wisdom, the girls managed to hoist Bobe Vub back to safety. Moldroblonsk was so moved by the ladies and their quest to end the menacing and haunted sounds that she decided to end the racket instantly. Moldroblonsk did an amazing triple twirl and hastened into her mansion. Within two seconds the menacing and haunted sounds that had terrorized Tabra Forest for nearly seven decades was now replaced with festive and frantic polkas. Boom 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 polka time tunes now filled the air and all the ladies including Moldroblonsk navigated through the secret passage into the basement pub to enjoy the cavalcade of culinary wonders. The end.